Hello everybody, welcome to All Time Chatter Podcast. I'm your host Deshna in here. So you probably read today's episode title. It's going to be a very calming episode and extremely insightful. So yes, I just hope you will love it and let's move forward into it. Welcome back to today's episode. Today I have another special guest with me in here. Her name is Alison Holy and she is an awakening guide. She is the author of her book Era of the True Creator and I just love her so much because this conversation was like I really want to have this with her. In here. Hi. Hi Sudeshna, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. Me too. So, can you please introduce yourself in here so that our listeners can get to know you? Yes. Um so again, my name's Allison. Um I am someone who went through a really um intense and powerful spiritual awakening about um almost 10 years ago at this point. So about 9 years ago actually in 2012. and um during that time i came into the ability to channel um and also i was having visions and lots of different things were happening for me so over the past wow i can't believe how long it's been it's been 9 years it really in some ways feels really recent but over the past 9 years or so i've been um yeah navigating this new awakening world and um experiencing you know kind of what my role is and and helping people to awaken further to understand that we're masters that we're meant to play here on earth that we're meant to create and um just you know offer guidance on what that can look like and how we can get there because it is such a dynamic world there's so much going on especially now um So I teach people how to channel and access their intuition and just really step into their mastery for themselves. Wow, that was a good introduction. <laughs> so, when you like said that you had these visions, you used to see these visions and things. So, did you knew at that time what was happening to you? You know, it's really interesting. A lot of people ask me that and I think it's such a good question because um oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, good. Um so, you know, like I said, a lot of people do ask me that. And I think for a lot of people, um the awakening process is maybe a little more subtle or, you know, um like things are happening but they're not sure what to trust or what to really feel um or maybe you know the person asking me that might not have had any of these experiences that also happens and for me it's a really it was so intense and in some ways it was a little i would say scary or different but it felt so real to me and it it's it's kind of hard to describe um but essentially it felt more real than 
the day-to-day life that I was experiencing before these things started happening. It was very confirming. And for people who, this is why I teach channeling because there aren't really words to describe what it feels like, what the experience is like of having all of these things open to you. It just feels right and it just feels true when it starts happening. And, you know, most people um, who, in fact, I would say everyone who I've taught channeling, one of the things that they say that they experience when they're first learning it is how to, or, or what they feel is this sense of ecstasy. And it's this euphoric sense of ecstasy that's experienced. And also this, it just feels more real than our current reality. I mean, I know it sounds funny to say, but there was not any question for me um, because it was a confirmation. It was, you know, all of us have this feeling of like a, you know, we call it a sixth sense or, or just sort of this knowing. We all have it. Even when we're not awake, we have it. And a lot of times we, um, you know, we don't know what to do with it or we try and live a regular life. And so we push it away. And when we go into this place of awakening and when we start coming into these um, abilities that we all have, it's actually a confirmation of what we felt all along. So, you know, for me, I was starting to see people's energy field and it was like, oh, I felt that before. I felt that they had this going on, but now I'm seeing it on a different level. And it just made me feel so much better. <laughs> you know, it made me feel like everything that I'd been sort of sensing, but couldn't really tell um, was a lot more present. And what I noticed too is, you know, it's sort of like, pre-awakening we're walking around in this room and we don't realize but it's dark and we're just feeling things we're just kind of like okay maybe that um is a shirt right or maybe that is a you know a rock and what happens during awakening is we just turn the lights up and when we do that it's confirming because what we felt all along is much more clear to us because we're on a different vibrational field. So uh, that's kind of the best way that I can describe it. I'm sure you've had, you know, your experiences where that is true too, where you're just like, I know, you know? Yes. Mm. I really liked when you said that we always have these kind of six sense where we feel like something bad is going to happen this day. So you don't take a step that particular day because you know something negative is going to happen. I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's really nice to have that guidance to keep us feeling safe. And it's also nice to have that guidance to take us beyond the desire for safety. And that is where we're going. That's where we're all going, you know, beyond the need for protection, beyond the need to stay safe, which is really, really, really asking a lot in today's world because there are so many things going on that we feel unsafe. And so, um, you know, I've also incorporated a lot of uh, trauma healing and inner child healing in my work because 
the path to opening ourselves up is a lot of healing, you know? But I love what you said. It's true. You know, we've got this inner guidance system that just shares with us like, hey, don't go there, but go here. And, uh, you know, keeps us going so that we can really live a, a beautiful life. Yes, I guess like many people do the sex sense and they're like, mm, it will happen, whatever it is meant to happen. You know, if I don't stay cautious, nothing will make me make my situation even worse. But like mm-hmm. there is something like this. Yes, absolutely. You know, the reason that we don't want to believe in that sixth sense is because we really have this world that... Um, so this is kind of actually the whole purpose of us being humans and incarnating as humans is we wanted to forget our magnificence. We wanted to forget who we were and sort of role play in this world and role play as humans, right? And so in order for that to happen, we had to kind of forget how incredible we were and we had to convince ourselves of our limitations so as we come into this sixth sense yes like also i want to ask another question related to sex sense but like do you do you like think that between our eyebrows there is a kind of like in the middle part there's a kind of sense which grows when we have this kind of intuition or sixth sense Mm, absolutely sometimes you can feel it pulse Sometimes you can actually um, have a flash of light there. So all of these experiences I've heard people talk about, I've had my own um, really powerful experiences. And it's not just the third eye, as we call it. It's not just that area. So it's actually, yes, so there's third eye. And actually all of our, our entire body system is built with portals that we can open to receive information from different realms of reality. So we can even open up, you know, our heart and receive information through our heart. We can open up our throat and receive information through our throat or uh, the crown, which is related to the uh, pituitary gland and the, you know, so each of these energy centers are related to different physical centers in the body um and now you know this is this is really helpful and it takes it away from you know um just trying to describe it as an energy science is now able to prove that each energy center in our body has a different frequency that it emits and when we tune into that frequency we're actually able to open up that energy center and get everything moving uh, more more smoothly. And we start to have visions and all sorts of things. And this is all proven by science at this point. So um, it's actually not, not that woo-woo anymore, <laughs> you know? Yes. So what's your opinion on afterlife and karma? Hmm... So this is where it gets um, a little interesting. So I don't believe that there are, you know, to us, it feels very significant. We die, right? That feels like a very significant thing. But for our soul, dying is just 
a part of the entire journey. So we're always alive. We're eternal. We become alive and then we die from human form, but our soul continues. It's always existing. And some people have had many lifetimes on earth. I, for example, have never had another lifetime on earth. This is my first time. So I have had lifetimes and experiences um, outside of the realms of being human on what I call a different star system or multiple different star systems. I actually have a memory that came to me of being a star. Um, I've done channeled readings for people who were entire star systems, planets, nebulas. Um, so we have consciousness within lots of different experiences, not just the human experience. And within the human experience, there are certain laws and rules that we've been playing by for the whole human existence or for much of the human existence. So on earth, humans have a set of rules that we have been playing with. One of those rules is karma and, you know, the reincarnation of um, wanting to finish these lessons. The interesting thing, though, is when we move into higher frequency dimensions, all of those rules show themselves as not hard and static rules, but actually just parts of a game that we can choose to play or choose not to play because we have ultimate choice. And so right now, through this awakening process, we're all actually moving out of this um, rule of karma meaning that we recognize that we can choose if we want to learn something right in this moment or if we want to reincarnate and learn it or if we just want to be done with it we don't actually have to choose according to rules we're the masters we're the creators and so when we gain a high enough consciousness and expanded enough consciousness i should say then we recognize how much choice we have and we realize we don't have to play the same game that we've always been playing. And so, you know, a lot of times what's happening right now is we experience the death and rebirth cycle within a single lifetime, within a single human lifetime, instead of over multiple lifetimes. And I see karma as simply wanting to be masterful within an area, meaning I want to understand this area from so many different angles. So I'm going to experience it here and then I'm going to experience it on this side and then on this side and this side. And then I'm going to see it more fully. This one situation, I'm going to see it more fully and that's going to help me be very masterful in that situation. But it's always a choice and it's always something that we can choose something different if we have enough consciousness around it. Yes, because I see so many people suffering in this world and I always mm. use the question of what, like why some people are super rich and enjoy such a good lifestyle while some people always suffer so badly that they don't, they don't even have food to eat mm. during one time of the day. But the story and understand what karma actually is. Mm. Yeah, and what do you believe it to be? I believe like how we perform in this life 
will affect our afterlife when we again become a human or any other thing and we suffer the same mm. and how does that serve us how does that help us that helps you i guess like my belief is like the way you treat other people or do something bad you will have to go through it and maybe someday you will realize and change in yourself like you will change yourself because you will realize someday that you did so bad to others that you will at the end of the day you'll become a good person by realizing that everything which you did in your past life or maybe are doing in this current life Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's for learning and for growth. If we choose to play in the karmic cycle, it can be for our learning and for our growth. And always it's a choice. Always it's a choice. So, what spiritual discipline do you connect to the most? Hmm, I love meditation. <laughs> I love meditation. It feels like such a special place for me it feels mm-hmm. you know i love getting into that place where you know it's sort of like it, you know do you have a favorite park or a favorite place in nature that you go park? um yep or just a place in nature that you like to go yes like i sit on my terrace and look at my plant and like look at the sometimes try to meditate but it's really hard for me to focus. Mm, yeah. But I feel good being on my terrace or going to some or a sea beach side. I feel really good and calm over there. Yeah. Just sitting all alone. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, meditation feels like to me because I can close my eyes and access that feeling anywhere whether I'm you know in line at a grocery store or um and what i love about meditation is when we practice um and i'm going to i'll share with you a really great meditation technique that i teach yes. my students that is so helpful it helps us really get into it no matter where we are so this meditation technique is called the listening technique and all you're going to do and maybe we can just practice it for a moment together yes. is you're going to close your eyes and you're just going to listen and listen to just one sound see if you can find one sound right now for me it's the rain cuz it's raining here and then i'm going to hear another sound and it's the kittens playing i have three baby kittens here at my house and they're playing and i'm going to hear both of those sounds at the same time and then i'm going to open my ears to hearing even more so i'm not going to let go of one sound and i'm not going to focus on any sound I'm just going to open myself to hearing every sound. Not focusing on any one sound, just hearing all of the sounds.
And the key, and again, we'll just do that for a moment, but um, the key to that one is to opening our ears to every sound. And when we do that, instead of focusing on one sound, it does a couple things. It really, a lot of people describe meditation and they say, I get distracted by the noises around me. And so I say, well, let's take that in and make it part of it. So it becomes this beautiful symphony of sounds instead of, you know, I used to teach meditation in, um, at a hotel and the hotel had a strip of lawn, uh, like a little picnic area in between parking. So we would practice meditation there and there were all these cars everywhere. There were cars coming and going. There were people loading up their cars and unpacking. It was very noisy and everyone would sit down in the center of this parking lot essentially and listen to everything and what they would say at the end of the meditation was wow i had no idea that the sound of a car honking could sound so beautiful Mm -hmm. because it became part of this whole symphony so it was very very beautiful and um i really like teaching that one it gives people the ability to yeah play with meditation in a way that feels good So, you know, that meditation turns everything into a symphony and it also helps us to not get distracted by the noises. It takes the noises in and makes them beautiful to us. I really love talking to you about these things. It's just so cool and good. Mm, Good. Yeah, I'd love to hear uh, how that meditation goes if you try it later. Yes, surely. Like I was recording and then there were dogs shouting and someone shouting. Probably you could hear in the recording. I was laughing at that time. I was like, oh my God, let me concentrate, please. It's perfect though. It's perfect because the dogs became part of the sound uh, symphony, right? You know, it's all part of it. Like the moment you said, like, we will be quiet and try this, the moment they started shouting. That's how it goes, right? So perfect. Yes. So as a spiritual guide, do you believe in destiny? Mm, I believe that we are all gods and we all create everything that we experience and everything that we do. And in that sense, we do plan um, what we want to experience in this lifetime. And we plan it before we become human. We plan it before. And then when we become human and we have the actual experience of it, it can sometimes feel a little bit different. So I do believe in these divine callings. You know, I've had visions of what's going to happen in my life to come in the future. And I know that this is all planned. You know, I know that I planned how I was born. Um, I remember talking, I actually, during one of my um, channelings and my intuition, I had a memory come up of talking to my mom, the person who is my mom in this lifetime, and planning out what we were going to exchange in this lifetime. So this was a talk before we both incarnated as humans. And we were planning all of this out and we talked about you know, the situations that she was going to put herself in 
and then bring me into the world, into those situations so that I could become who I want to become. And in this human lifetime, a lot of times we feel, we forget, we forget that we've planned it all. We forget that, you know, we've got, you know, mastery over all of it. And um, we lose our, our conscious awareness of what we're doing. And so sometimes it feels like, hey, I didn't plan this. I don't want this. And mm-hmm. in reality, we're, we're creating it all the time. We're manifesting it all the time. And so the key is consciousness. You know, the key is to bring ourselves to awareness of it because, you know, we, we can plan out exactly what we want to do here in this life. And then we can also change it. So we can change our destiny. We can choose something other than what we've planned for ourselves. That's how great of masters we are. We can choose anything we want. Um, it just takes consciousness. So we just become mm-hmm. aware of it. Yeah. Wow. Like there are like, I guess, different perspectives relating to this matter. And I love mm-hmm. mm, Thank you. Yeah. Billions of different perspectives, infinite perspectives. <laughs> Yes, like I agree to majority of different perspectives and sometimes. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That's that's beautiful. So before moving to our last few great questions, I really wanted to ask that you have probably dealt with people in your life who have told you that they don't believe in spirituality and everything. So how do you deal with these kind of people? What answers do you give it to them who don't believe in these things at all? Mm. You know, I look at each individual, everyone's different. And so everyone's Mm -hmm. going to be saying, maybe saying the same thing, but from a different perspective. A lot of times Mm -hmm. people who don't believe in spirituality, they just won't engage with me. They just won't talk to me, which is fine, you know, because then they've got their own experience. Um, Mm -hmm. But if people are engaging with me and they're saying that they don't believe it, a lot of times they're saying that because they they do believe something on some level and they just want comfort in that or they just want me to share with them how I became so comfortable in it or maybe what I'm saying scares them and so they want comfort in you know uh they want comfort in that so I always listen to where someone's coming from on a deeper level and why they're talking to me about it and why they're asking me You know, I have a a beautiful friend who has very different beliefs than me. Um, You know, we're not close friends, but we met. And, um, you know, in my mind, he was someone who didn't agree with what I was saying. And yet, you know, one time we got together and he sort of let it out that he, you know, really loves the ecosystem and really loves the world. And wants us all to treat the planet well because it's spiritually connected and you know when I heard that I I heard none of us really want to be confronted or you know assaulted for what we believe in right none of us want to feel Mm -hmm. like we're threatened and we all want to feel like we can believe what we want to believe Um, but we also want to connect and we want to find ways that we can connect with each other Um, and so What I tend to say is, you know, I'll speak my truth and if it's not received, that's okay. 
my truth is for me. And that's why I teach people how to channel because I don't want to tell people forever and ever what I believe. I want people to experience their own sense of godliness and their own mastery. And so that's more what I do. I, I share with people my experience and then I leave that door open for them to share their experience. Now, the tricky part is so many of us have an experience from our mind, right? And we're just talking about the things that our mind is experiencing. And yeah. I'm not really interested in that. <laughs> so I don't engage in those conversations. I'm interested in experience and heart-centeredness. And so those are the conversations that I engage in. Um, and it's not up to me to debate with anyone, you know, debate just gets me trapped and I don't want to be trapped. So if somebody doesn't agree with what I say, then that's fine. Then we just find common ground or we don't talk at all. You know, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I just like, yes, I literally felt you when you said that you feel trapped when someone mm. don't agree to what you are feeling because I have been with so many people whom I don't like because they have mm. been totally negative in my life and they always say bad things and terrible things about me or some kind of experience that I really feel trapped being with them and I don't want mm. to talk to them ever again. Yeah, it can be really painful, it can. And sometimes, you know, yes. just this morning, um, I've been in a really interesting phase where people are sending me very negative messages and i always know that when something like that is happening in my outside world there's something in my inside world that's creating that and so what i have to look at is how much attention am i giving to these people who are you know saying things that hurt how much attention am i getting and so what i'm what i'm what i'm really practicing right now is not giving those people attention and giving a lot of attention to the love that I feel for myself. Because when I give a lot of attention to how much I love myself, the people in my world respond with that. And then when people don't, when people you know come at me with negativity, it doesn't hurt. And so that's what I'm working on right now. In fact, even talking about this person who sent me a negative message, You know, Mm -hmm. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to talk about it because the truth is I have incredible people in my life and I've worked really uh, a lot at that. You know, I have, you're a beautiful human. Look at this conversation we're having, you know? And and so focusing on that. Yes. I'm loving it. (laughs) And focusing on that brings more of it. And that's what I want to focus on. I want to create more magic in my world. Yeah, be that person who sent you a negative message. I should say back up because she's my guest today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly. I've got good people in my life. I don't need to, you know, uh, I've heard it said this way before. Are we letting people live in our mind without paying rent, right? So, yeah. and what that means is, am I paying attention to someone who's offering something that I don't want? Or am I paying attention to someone who is offering something that I love? And in this new world that we're creating together right now, 
our mm. our currency is our attention, right? We're paying attention. Yes. And we want to we want to be rich. We want to be wealthy. What am I paying attention to? Um, you know, being loving, being you know caring, and I'm paying my attention. I'm offering that currency of my attention to the people who are bringing beauty into my world. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so I literally heard about your book, Era of the True Creator, right? Yes. So, can you tell us about your book a little bit? So that can we buy it from them? Absolutely. So, I would love to share with you about this book. This book is. Yes. Um, I wrote. I wrote it uh, as, you know, essentially, like I said, I channel. And so at the beginning of my awakening for about three years, I would channel information and then I would write it all down. And this book is a compilation of many, many different channeling sessions. And it guides people through the process of awakening and how to move out of drama and how to move um, you know, out of this paradigm of um, recreating old patterns and how do we then create brand new things in this world. So that's what the book is about. Um, it is available on Amazon in most countries uh, because I am self-published. I'm doing my best to make it as available as possible. And I would love to send you personally a copy because um, everyone who oh interviews God. me, <laughs> everyone who interviews so me, yes, I send you a, a, a personal copy. So I'll get your address after, um, after we stop recording. Yes, sure. I would love to read that. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm, ha I would love to have you, uh, have a copy for sure. Yes, for sure. I would love that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I got the plus. Yay! Like this recording is so good and now I'm getting a book. Mm. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, I'm happy that it makes you happy. I'll send you two copies <laughs> so that you can give one to someone in your life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, my favorite question which I wanted to know from you is, I don't know about intuition that much. So, what is mm. intuition and how can we people expand our intuition? Mm. I would say intuition is the knowing of anything that's happening or occurring beyond the physical realms, right? So, we've got these physical lives that we're living. We've got a human body, we've got perspectives, we've got personalities, we've got all of these things. And to experience something beyond the physical realms is to understand energy, to be able to have visions, to be able to have knowing, right? So there's all these, um, what I teach in my channeling courses like clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, all of, and, and there's lots of different ways that we can pick up information beyond our physical realms. And so, you know, 
the reason that that's helpful is because the physical realm is like just such a small portion of what's happening as a part of the all that is the big landscape of everything in existence you know even within our human reality if we're not paying attention to energy we're missing out on a lot we're missing out on things that are happening in the physical realm that we can't see so we want to open up our ability to see and hear and know from beyond the physical so it's really really helpful it's really beneficial and it helps us create in a much more expanded way so we're not just creating our lives on default, we're creating in a new way. So that's why it's helpful. And to start, to begin to open this up, meditation is really wonderful. I offer a lot of different exercises in my course. So I'll just give you one um, that is really, really helpful. And that is, again, it's just that listening meditation. Just listen. When we start to listen, we open ourselves up to sounds that are not just in the physical realm, right? So if you practice this meditation, this listening meditation for long enough or for, um, you know, steady enough, um, you're able to start to then hear information that's not just physical. And so that's one way to do it. You know, just meditation in general is going to be a really great way to open up to um, our ability to see or hear beyond the physical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Related to this, I also wanted to know that how do you deal when you have a depressed day or a very sad day? How do you, what things you do during that day to cheer up your mood? Mm. You know, I'll say first and foremost that it's not the specific thing that I do, but it's the fact that I do it. So we, we want to have a bag of tools, right? We want to have tools that we can use. And I've spent many years building up these tools because I have hard days, you know? And so when I have hard days, I'm like, okay. I know that this works and I know that this works and I know that this works. Which one do I want to access right now? And then I actually follow through and I actually do it. So for me, some of those tools are going outside and playing in nature, um, turning off social media. Sometimes I just uninstall all of social media, let it go for a day or two. Um, That's really helpful. Um, you know, meditation, like I said, um, I really like snuggling with people. I really like hugs. So, you know, snuggling with my friends, um, hugging people. I make sure that I get a lot of that. Um, like I said, right now I have little baby kittens in my house, so I play with my kittens. Um, I channel, I ask my guidance for, for assistance. Um, sometimes I create ritual, I dance. So there are a lot of different things that I do that help me with those days. And sometimes I just take a nap, you know, because sometimes (laughs) our best efforts 
you know, sometimes it's just going to be a day and we have to let ourselves reset. Right. So yesterday was actually one of those days and I was feeling, you know, I did everything that I could and I was just like, why am I still feeling so, you know, funky? Like I just felt so off and even frustrated and angry and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I had a chance to start again. So sometimes we just need to let ourselves be, you know, ride the wave. Like letting go of social media is like the best way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's really, really helpful. I, and also sometimes it's like, um, I just notice when I'm starting to go into that place. So I notice, okay, now I'm feeling happy and I I try and remain very self-aware. And then if I start to feel kind of off, I pause everything that I'm doing and I say, hmm, what's causing this right now? Is it a thought that I'm having that I'm not aware of, right? Because sometimes I've got a fear that's running around in my brain that I'm not aware of. Uh, Or is it what I'm doing? You know, maybe I'm on social media and I've just been scrolling for a minute. And when I, you know, start to feel negative, I then can say, oh, it's because I've been looking at social media for an hour, you know, or it's because I've got this fear that I am not addressing. So then if it's a fear, I'll go into meditation and just try and sit with the fear. So there are a lot of different tools And I think if we can just become really aware of ourselves, just pause and become self-aware, then, you know, we can um, catch it earlier and earlier on, you know? Yes. So before even moving to our last advice part, there were two to three listeners' questions. So I will ask you that too. Absolutely. So they asked, believe in religion plus do you believe in God mm. Ooh, beautiful so this was I also was, in my mind yeah so you know I believe in all of it I believe that we mm-hmm. create our realities um, every religion is born of somebody's unique perspective of their experience with the divine and i have encountered and experienced many different religions and so um what i would say about religion is we want to always find our own knowing we want to always find our trust ourselves and find our own sense of truth which can be a lot, you know, it can be kind of an intimidating task to say, this is what I'm being told. What do I feel? What's my personal experience with this? Because what I'm here to teach is that all of us are truly capable of creating our own worlds. We're creating our own worlds right now. And so if religion is something that helps you find a sense of community and feels really good to you, then, you know, wonderful, do it. But if you start to notice that religion makes you feel exclusive, meaning it makes you feel afraid of people, 
anybody, even people that you say, oh, well, it's obvious that I should feel afraid of those people because they're murderers or whatever. They're politicians. They're evil. I would say that is a red flag because we want to move beyond fear. We want to move beyond fear. And so if a religion helps you feel community, it helps you feel love, it helps you feel inclusive and joyful, then awesome. And if it doesn't, if it makes you afraid of people, if it makes you feel um, that certain people are good and certain people are bad, then that's an area that I would say caution, you know, because we, we are not to be living in that paradigm anymore. You know, that doesn't actually serve us. So, um, and my belief in God is that we're all gods. We're all creators. And there is um, oneness. And that is the sense of God that I tend to see. You know, the, when we are all, when I connect to the oneness of everything in existence is when I feel connected to what many people describe of as God. So I believe we're all gods. Yes, like someone said a very long time ago that God lives in ourselves. If we treat everyone that way, then maybe mm -hmm. we reach to a point of peacefulness. Yes, absolutely. Yes, so can you give any advice to the people listening to this episode right now? Any life advice or anything you have in mind? Mm. Tune into your heart. Tune into your heart. Your heart is where the space of your infinite nature exists. And it's where you can access infinite self-love, infinite love for others peace, your eternal nature, all of it, all of it's right there in the heart. So that would be my advice. Tune into your heart. It's very listening simple. To your voice. Yes, like listening to your voice is so calming. It feels like I'm listening to a spiritual awakening podcast. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. That's, that's my service to the world and I love offering it. Yes, it's like really, your voice is just so calming and good, you know, like feel like if mm. I'm sit in front of the mountain and hear to your voice, it just feels so good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Yes. So do you have any last words in here before we mm. end? Mm. Uh, I just want to say we're all doing good, humans. We're We're doing great. We're... You know, I know that it's a, an interesting time to be alive. Um, I'd love for people to, you know, connect with me on social media. Um, if you would like to connect, you know, after we said all that about social media, it still can be a place <laughs> where we feel good connection, where we really, um, you know, have different resources available to us. And I'm not available for everyone individually because I do work mm -hmm. with a lot, a lot of people. Um, so please don't take it personally if I'm not engaging with each of you individually, but um, you know, I'm here. I also have a private group on Facebook 
totally free and I offer um, weekly guidance insight. So, uh, you know, I channel messages for the collective once a week and I offer those in my private Facebook group. And that's, um, you know, again, totally free. I like to have offerings that I can bring to people that are that are free so that, um, you know, no matter what you're experiencing, you have access to this. Um, and then also, if you'd like to learn how to open your intuitive abilities and channel, I, I have a private paid membership for that as well, uh, where I work with students to open that up. So all of that's available. And um, yeah, I just want to tell everybody, like, we're doing a good job. And we are going to get through this. I know it looks messy, but uh, but I've seen what's to come, and it's really good. It's really good. <laughs>